0: Welcome to the D&D Character Lab. Welcome to the D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast. With your hosts, Karen and Dan. Welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around the one thing we as players cannot resist
1: compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week we are bringing a new character to the table drawing from a plethora of unearthed content and scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince the other that our baby is better.
0: Hello everyone, I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Garen, and this week we are taking a look at some material that Wizards of the Coast has yet to publish in a traditional sense. The two classes that have been released as part of their unearthed Arcana playtest program, Artificer and Mystic will be explored today.
0: So, Wizards set up this program on their website where they sporadically release new content that they're working on for public feedback and playtesting. None of this stuff is Adventurer's League legal though, as it tends to be pretty far from balanced. We've spoken about previous revisions that have been posted in the Unearthed Arcana program in their attempt to spice up the Ranger class a bit, but I think it's safe to say that there's still some work to be done in that area. Something tells me today's features will be no different.
1: Actually, no, my character is perfectly balanced, so you don't have anything to worry about.
0: Solid. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah, me, me too. I'll go ahead and tell you about uh, what I did with the Artificer class this week. I'd like to introduce you to Ray. Ray has spent day and night in the town of Neverwinter as a bit of an outcast and the proprietor of Ray's occult books and more. <laughs> unless, <laughs> he's rarely seen unless you enter his shop. And even then, it's a bit challenging to see him through the thick smoke and towering flasks of bubbling liquids. The smell of the shop is an entirely different story. His mechanical assistant, a boar named Gozer, tends to help customers find and fetch what they're looking for while Ray toils and toils on his secretive potions, never sharing with his customers what exactly they do, and no, they're not for sale, so please do not ask. He's also often seen scouring the books of spells and magic that he sells in his shop, the store lights burning late into the night, well past closing. It's been rumored that one night, while he had his nose deep in the books, a robbery of his shop was attempted by Denzar, a powerful red wizard. No one knows exactly what happened to Denzar or what he was trying to get his hands on in Ray's shop. All that was left of his body, though, the next day was melted, scorched flesh, riddled in what with what appeared to be tusk piercings. Ray claims not to know a thing about it, though. Ray also toils over magical items day and night in his shop and will even imbue special spells into inanimate objects that you can give as gifts. Be sure to stop on over to Ray's occult books and more when in Neverwinter. Just don't try and rob the place. I'm introducing you to Ray, a human. Level 10, Artificer Alchemist of the Guild Artisan background. He is chaotic good.
1: Dan, I normally don't go for pop culture references when it be in a traditional game, but that one would be a huge exception for me. I would love Ray. I'm already into this character.
0: (laughs) It's not actually Ray from the Ghostbusters, but I did want to use certain elements, so I'm glad you appreciated it.
1: He sounds like a great character, but he stands no chance against the
0: Mind Assassin. Your guy is named Mind Assassin? Mind assassin!
1: Yes. Oh. This centaur was just a regular centaur till he figured out his brain was more powerful than all the other centaurs in his centaur family. He worked on his brain, he made his brain stronger, and he started
0: assassining
1: all of his other centaurs, and he just roams the forest mind assassinating people. He doesn't need a lot of depth to him because he's coming in so hot with every ability you can imagine as a mystic. <laughs>
0: That is a really bad backstory. Wow. All right.
1: So I am introducing you to the level 10 order of the immortal mystic centaur. He is chaotic everything. Ugh. But Dan, before we get into the scoring and you start losing this episode, I want to tell you about some real life bunch of alchemists. Cancho Candles, they're the purveyors of 100% soy candles that are specifically designed to accompany your tabletop adventures in games like D&D and Pathfinder. They have a great selection of scents that smell like different locations in a fantasy world, tanneries, dungeons full of treasure, or one of my personal favorites, Sweet Fig Farmhouse, which offers notes of citrus, fig and berries, a true treat for those rural yet hospitable environments in your campaign. To be honest you can find a scent for any of your adventure settings in their sampler pack which offer all of their scents for just 11 plus shipping once you decide you want to buy each and every one of them be sure to splurge on the newly offered 16 ounce candle size because they all come with a metal d20 and you don't even have to expend a spell slot because it's a cantrip check them out that's cantrip candles if you don't know how to spell cantrip you shouldn't be playing DD.
0: Thank you, Garen, for that message from Cantrip Candles. Now allow me to dive into the melee category with my Artificer Alchemist. So I'm arguing a negative one here. I have a hand axe with 1d6, plus one, plus five to hit. And I call that better than nothing.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is more than zero. So I will give you a negative one. I am arguing a plus one. I have a plus seven to hit with a d8 damage plus three on my spear attack d10 if i'm wielding it with both hands i also have my hoof attack which is a plus seven to hit one d6 plus three if i do a charge attack as a centaur which is move 20 feet towards my target and then attack with a spear i deal double damage on the attack i also have a couple of features from my immortal mystic which is my brute abilities now i have brute strike where i can use a bonus action to gain 1d6 per psi point that i use now if you're not familiar with mystics at all instead of using spells or key points they use psi points and at level 10 i have 64 psi points per long
0: rest excuse me six d4 I can... or 64. four. Sixty four. holy moly
1: and i have a psi limit of seven which means i can use up to seven in one turn these are spread over the seven different disciplines that i have each discipline offering several different abilities if your head is spinning it should be because this is how powerful a mystic can be so get back to melee i can use my bonus action to spend psi points up to seven to add one d6 per psi point i can also use side points to use knockback which does a strength save or the creature is knocked 10 feet per side point I used. If they hit a wall, they take 1d6 per side point. So that means I can knock a creature back up to 70 feet.
0: Right. So uh, you're basically a cavalier that's not mounted because you're mounted on yourself. And you can deal out 42 damage on top of the 1d10 plus 3 that you're dealing out. A potential of 55 damage.
1: Which that damage is also doubled if I charge at the creature when I attack.
0: Well, that seems reasonable. So, okay. (laughs) I thought with the D&D wiki episode was already done, but...
1: Nope. So I'm arguing just a plus one.
0: Wow. Take your plus one before you realize that you're robbing me blind. Uh, What do you have in the ranged category?
1: For ranged, I'm arguing a minus one, because all I have is a crossbow with a plus four to hit and a d8.
0: Okay. I'm also arguing a minus one, plus five to hit with that light crossbow, one d8 plus one. That's it.
1: That's it. Okay. Take me to burninating.
0: I'm already in a plus two here, so I took the Magic Initiate feat for a wizard, because while Artificers do get spells, none of them are damage dealing, and so I figured that thematically, he's in these books, these wizard books all day long, he should be a Magic Initiate for a wizard, get the benefit of Firebolt, which deals out 2d10, Ray of Frost, 2d8, Chromatic Orb, 3d8. Also, as an Alchemist, I have five Alchemical Formula Vials, and let me tell you about two of them. I have the alchemical fire vial. I can throw it thirty feet, but and it explodes within a five foot radius, dealing out forty six fire damage to everybody in that radius. I also have mm-hmm. the alchemical acid that I can target one creature with within thirty feet. They either make a dex save or take five d six acid damage, or on a fail they take half that.
1: I really like those. Those thematically are a lot of fun to me. Just imagine you pulling these vials out of your satchel and just launching them into a cluster of enemies. That's unique to any other class.
0: It is very cool. I also have, uh, as an artificer, the ability to attune four magic items as opposed to three. Mm-hmm. So nat- naturally, I took one. I reskinned. <laughs> I reskinned the Ring of Fire Elemental Command to say that in my defeat of that red wizard, I have immunity to fire damage. So that will come up again in tankiness, but also. I can cast the following spells from the ring with the five charges that it has, uh, expending the necessary charges for Burning Hands, which is deals out one charge, Fireball, two charges, and Wall of Fire, three charges. This is an easy wow. plus two.
1: Yes, that is a plus two. That's a lot of fun. Uh, you you cheated a little bit, but uh, you you reskinned it, so I'll give you a bonus for that.
0: Well, I knew what I was up against.
1: I don't think you do. I am also, <laughs> I am also arguing a plus two. I have the Psionic Weapon discipline as being an immortal i have lethal strike where as a bonus action i can spend up to seven Psy points to add one d10 psychic damage per side point spent to my weapon so the next attack i use it on will deal that psychic damage in addition i also have the mastery of ice where i can use a as an ability called frozen rain which is five side points to initiate it has a concentration of one minute and I choose a point I can see within 120 feet the air in a 20 foot radius becomes deathly cold and saturated in moisture each creature in that area must make a con save on a fail they take 6d6 cold damage and their speed is reduced to zero until my concentration ends on a successful save they take half damage a target that has its speed reduced can end the effect early by using a strength check with a DC equal to the effect save DC, and I can increase the damage by 1d6 per extra side point spent. So I can freeze everybody in an area, and it's also like an entangle spell then, basically.
0: Yeah, but you know, you do have to be, you can't just be indiscriminate because you only have 64 of these side points per long rest, so <laughs> it's not like you'll just be, you know, using them willy nilly.
1: I also have Talents. Now, Talents are cantrips.
0: You clearly have quite a few Talents.
1: (laughs) I do. But specifically to a Mystic, you can use Talents freely as you would a cantrip. And I have Mind Thrust, which at 10th level is 2d10. Is that d10? Hold on.
0: What does it fucking matter at this point?
1: (laughs) 2d10 psychic damage with an attack. So I am also arguing a plus 2. Yep. I mean, just based you on de- the fact that I can do a potential of 7d10 psychic damage <laughs> in one turn.
0: I, there's so much to say about this. So can you give me a roll for that plus 2, please?
1: I sure can. My charisma for Mind Assassin is only a 12. I rolled a 4, so I will be taking a 1.
0: Got to take it where I can get it. So how controlling are you, Mystic? I have imagined that this is probably a lot.
1: So controlling. Now, I do want to clarify at this point that I am not... I have not busted out every single ability I have access to because I felt like that would be way too listy for the audience. But as a feature of being a mystic, I can switch my saving proficiency from wisdom to one of my other stats during a long rest. I also have telepathy up to 120 feet with any creature I can see and I don't have to share a language with them. How do you feel about that?
0: I don't like it. I think it's real stupid.
1: I also have a discipline called Augmented Weapon, where I can spend 5 psi points to make a weapon a plus 3 magical item for 10 minutes.
0: Are you joking? It's only 5 psi points and you have 64? Plus 3 magic weapon?
1: I can maintain concentration for up to 10 minutes, and I can make it a plus 3 bonus to attack and damage rolls.
0: That's absurd.
1: I also have, from the diminution... No, diminution. Dim- How do you say that word? I al-
0: Diminution? <laughs>
1: I also have the magic shrinking immortal discipline, and I have sudden shift. As a reaction, when I'm hit by an attack, I shift down to a minute size to avoid the attack. The attack misses, and I move up to five feet without provoking opportunity attacks before returning so to normal size. So you basically
0: can become Ant-Man. This is ridiculous.
1: I spend five side points as a reaction, and any attack will miss me and I move five feet away from them. What? It says I can use it after I've known I've been hit, so there's no risk.
0: Oh, no. This is tankiness and control and awful.
1: Wait till you see my tankiness category. Oh, no. I'm arguing a plus one.
0: Oh, man, yeah, take it. So I'm arguing a plus two here. This is going to pale in comparison, but I have Thunderstone Vial, which is another one of these vials that I have. Uh, it explodes in a 10-foot radius and everybody in that radius must make a constitution saving throw or be knocked prone and pushed 10 feet away from me which i thought was pretty cool i love that i also have i also have magic item analysis which starting at first level my understanding of magic items allows me to analyze and understand their secrets I know the artificer spells detect magic and identify, and I can cast them as rituals. I don't need to provide a material component. So anyways, basically theming this with that guy in the shop. He's studied stuff so much that he can just pick up a magic item, know exactly what they are. Also have wondrous invention, which at second level, I gained the use of a magic item that I have crafted. Choose the item from a list of items below. So they give you a bunch of items that you can make. So here's what I have. At second level, I created a bag of holding. Fifth level, I created a robe of useful items, which the name is quite deceiving because a lot of the items in there are not useful in the least. And at 10th <laughs> <tenth> level, <laughs> at 10th level, I have created a bag of beans, which will come into play later. I'm gonna a plus two because I think that the ability to create magic items is pretty neat, even though the magic items I can create are pretty dumb.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think you're... You're arguing against yourself there, and I have to double down on that because your features... I mean, Bag of Holding is very useful, but I don't think it applies to control at all. So I think this is a plus one.
0: Okay, I'll take a plus one. All right. Let me tell you about how tanky I am. I'm a plus two here. AC of 15, 96 hit points. I have the spell Shield of Faith. And I also have this Mechanical Servant that I mentioned, my Boar. So at the sixth level, my Research and Mastery of Craft allow me to produce a Mechanical Servant This basically allows you to choose a CR2 beast and theme that as your mechanical servant. It has all the stats of a giant boar, so this thing has 42 hit points, tusk weapon attack. I also have the healing draft vial, which allows me to regain 5d8 HP, so 40 HP. So I'm arguing a plus 2 here. I think tankiness is great.
1: I am going to use one of your favorite sentences against you here. I'm going to say that I'm getting a plus 2 and you're getting a plus 1, and I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) now before you react i have an ac of 12 and i didn't do anything to increase that because i can show you that i get a plus two with an ac of 12 i have an hp of 100 because as an immortal i get bonus hp i also gain four temporary hit points per turn why because
0: wait you get four temporary hp no matter what you do you don't have to do anything it just happens psionic
1: resilience at the start of my turn i gain temporary hit points equal to my intelligence modifier which is an 18. i also have surge of health i can have any incoming damage and break my psychic focus focus but i can't use this again until i finish a short or long rest so that's a one-time feature i can have any incoming damage
0: yeah but that's after you've used up all of your ant-man features i have more oh
1: as a reaction, I can use Iron Hide to increase my AC by 1 per psi point spent.
0: Oh, so yeah, okay. So you can, you can bring your AC to 20.
1: 19. I also have Steel Hide, where as a bonus action, I can grant myself resisted in, resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, or piercing damage. I also have Frozen Sanctuary, where as a bonus action, I can grant myself 20 temporary hit points. <laughs> and I have Adaptive Shield, Where as a reaction, I can grant myself resistance to one element of my choosing.
0: This is ridiculous.
1: So that is some pure tanky stuff.
0: Yeah. Was this released on April Fool's Day? Like, I just don't feel (laughs) like Wizards was serious when they did this.
1: I'm not done. You know, before I tell you how I can help my friends, and I have so many ways to do that, I want to tell you how you, as listeners, can help us. Take a brief moment to explain to you what the D&D Character Lab is offering. Have you checked out our Patreon? We have tiers that start at $1 and move all the way up to 20 we have a Discord that you can chat with us, create pop culture characters with us twice a month, bonus episodes, early access to our regular show, and even name our characters. Best of all, our patrons have been battling one another in our fan Discord fan lab channel. For more details on all of that, be sure to head to patreon.com slash DD Character Lab. Now, mind Assassin, for being such an assassin with this stupid name, has some more features, some more disciplines. I have Mend Wounds where I can heal 1d8 per psi point spent. Restore Health, where I can use 3 psi points to remove 1 condition. I have Restore Life, where I can use 5 psi points to revive a character. What? Yes.
0: You can do, like, Revivify spell with 5 psi points? Yes. Oh.
1: And I have Energy Adaption, where I can grant resistance to 1 element to a friend. Yeah, Are you so... in a plus 2? Are you, yeah, you can... a plus 2?
0: Yeah, you're getting a plus two. I'm also arguing a plus two. So I have that healing draft vial that I mentioned regains 5d8 health points, but I also have the Swift Stepped... Swift... Swift Stepped... Oh. Swift step Draft Vial, which as a bonus action, you can reach your alchemist Satchel and pull out a vial full of bubbling brown liquid. As an action, a creature can drink it. Doing so increases the creature's speed by 20 feet for one minute, and the vial disappears. That's... A really long way of saying that doesn't do that much spells i also have cure wounds aid enhance ability expeditious retreat and sanctuary i also have the ability to infuse magic into inanimate objects and allow my friends to be able to cast them as an action so i think that's pretty good stuff as a plus two
1: wait so you can put your spells into something and hand it to a friend and then they cast the spell
0: that's correct that's cool which would be great if i had spells that were worthwhile
1: (laughs) That's a nice way to balance it, though, on their part. Yes, that is a plus two with some real classic ally assist kind of stuff.
0: I'm going to tell you how balanced I am. So I'm already a plus two here. This is a pretty balanced character. Strength of 11, Dex of 13, Con of 15, Intelligence of 16, Wisdom of 14, Charisma of 10. Now, the spell casting modifier is Intelligence with a plus seven to spell attacks and a spell save DC of 15. I am also proficient in... Constitution and intelligence saving throws, 96 hit points, and an armor class of 15. I think this is an easy plus two. Uh,
1: Yes. Yes, I think it is. I think I also should get a plus two, though. I have a strength of 16, dex of 10, con of 12, intelligence of 18, wisdom of 12, charisma of 12, 100 hit points, AC of 12. I have a plus eight on my spell attack and a spell save DC of 16.
0: I would normally argue that AC, but given your abilities to pretty much dodge anything that comes at you i will grant you your plus two now moving on to smooth operator
1: a very diligent young man named daniel beals came up with this scenario and dan once you get us started here i'm going to pose this to you your friend will not stop sneezing in the movie theater what do you do
0: yes So I would get up as if I had to go to the bathroom and cast Disguise Self to appear as one of the ushers in the theater. I would then come back and politely (laughs) ask my friend to step outside the theater until his sneezing had resolved. I would then also cast Sanctuary under my breath on my friend so that if there were any angry customers looking for revenge on him, uh, they would have a hard time succeeding on any attacks against him. So I'm in a plus one here.
1: Yes, yes, I like that. I like like that you came back as the usher.
0: This is what we call passive-aggressive for spellcasters. They just come back as somebody that works at the theater because they don't want to (laughs) confront their friend.
1: I'm going to say that uh, Mind Assassin, you know, with his strong mental resilience, wouldn't really be affected by this, but let's imagine someone is annoyed that my friend keeps sneezing, I've got a couple of options. I can use mystic charm, which as an action, I beguile one humanoid within 120 feet of me. The target must succeed on a charisma save or be charmed by me until the end of my next turn. So I say to them, Hey man, the sneezing's not that bad. And the movie's just so good. Why don't you sit back down now? Let's say that doesn't work and the guy's got a problem again. Okay. So then I can use my other talent, which is delusion where I can put the thought in his head that he's the one who's sneezing so much. <laughs> These are both effectively cantrips, too. Oh. I have charm as a cantrip.
0: Oh, So I'm so arguing are, a plus one. What are you one. arguing here? You I'm a arguing plus a plus one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can get the plus one. It's just, I mean. It's you
1: said fun. one also, didn't you? I did. All right, but.
0: So, so, t- so tell me how you would handle this aggressively. <sighs>
1: now mind assassin doesn't normally take any prisoners so let's assume that this guy is still pissed off about my friend sneezing right and I'm not having any of it I am offended that he's so mad my friend obviously has allergies or he's been picking his nose too much so I use miniature form to as a bonus action to give myself plus five to self and I can move through spaces as small as six inches I sneak out of the theater and I pull the fire alarm so as everybody starts clearing out I use ice sheet where I can choose a point on the ground within 60 feet of me, and it becomes 20-foot radius of ice for 10 minutes. And I put that on the stairs, so everybody just slips the fuck down the stairs, rattling their heads along the floors.
0: You're just indiscriminate with it. That's just (laughs) awful.
1: Well, how dare they insult my friend?
0: I mean, nobody's saying that they did. (laughs) The scenario was your friend will not stop sneezing in the movie theater, and you just decide to pull the fire alarm and make everybody fall down the stairs.
1: Yes. Then I come back into the room, the guy stands up, he's like, what the hell was that? And I use toppling shift, which is the straight up most Ant-Man shit you've ever heard. As a bonus action, I shift to an incredibly small size and then suddenly return to normal, sending my opponent flying backwards. They must succeed on a strength save or be knocked prone.
0: Oh, no. This is so broken. So I
1: pull the fire alarm. I ice the stairs. He falls down. When he finally manages to stand up, I get Tiny in his face, and I appear in front of him with a double sidekick right to the face.
0: (laughs) Ooh. This is, it's too funny though, the visual on that. All right, so you're arguing a what?
1: By, I'm going to argue a plus two. By the way, I think we were watching Step Brothers 2, so that's why I was so mad that he was ruining the movie. Because it came back after all those years and it was so good.
0: I'm not even going to say a number that I argue here because we won't know until the end cuz i implemented something that has a d100 completely random situation so uh, what yeah at fifth level the magic item that i created was this robe of useful items now it actually has a lot of useless items in it like a mirror and a 10 foot pole but it also does allow me to roll a d100 to determine what was else was what else was in it and i rolled a 98 which was a portable ram this is not a ram as in the animal this is a battering ram for a door right I get a plus four bonus to strength checks when using this ram, and advantage if I get someone to help me use it, which, of course, a member of the audience obviously would. I get a plus five to hit just a battering ram him in the nose. The other option oh, that yeah. I have... Yeah, batter ram him right in the nose. That's I think that's a nice aggressive way to handle it. But also, another option is to use a sleight of hand check to have my friend plant a bean from my bag of beans, which was my level 10 magic item that I somehow constructed so this is where i will roll a d100 to see what exactly comes from this bag of beans Rolled a 27 an animate immobile statue in my friend's likeness arises it makes verbal threats against him if that's so I perfect leave it, i leave it and others come near so i would imagine the patrons in the movie theater it describes him as the most heinous of villains and directs them to find him and attack him. And if he remains on the same plane of existence as the statue, it knows where he is. And then the statue becomes inanimate after 24 hours. So I think that's a pretty good thing. That's pretty cool. I either batter him in the nose or I have him plant a bean and the statue rises up out of the ground. It starts telling everyone that he's the worst person. They need to find him and kill him. <laughs> and it, and the statue will tell will tell them where he is. Oh, jeez. I'll argue a plus two for that. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that, that was great. For, Perfect for, for that situation.
0: For, for reverence, like, the bag of beans could have, like, gotten a tree ant up, like, another hungry monster, some frogs that if you touch them, they turn into a monster. So, like, nothing but bad stuff comes from those bag of beans, so I knew it was going to be something wow. bad.
1: That really ended on a nice note there. Let me do some quick math.
0: Well, moving on to the X Factor. I think this is a cool premise, but the artificer itself is a little bit Dumb, and I don't mean anything bad by that, but you know, there's this infused magic ability, which I think is really cool It allows you to store spells into inanimate objects and things and they can give it to your friends, but none of the spells that I have would be worth giving to a friend because actually a lot of the spells that I have are buffer spells that help my friends. They tend to benefit from my spells anyway. So even in Smooth Operator and Spitting Fire, I couldn't find a reason to use this Infuse Magic. It could definitely be Argonaut Control, and I did, but I wanted to make a point that more useful spells should be included with the Artificer of Spell list. That's one of my bones of contention with this. So I don't even think we need to go over yours, but please tell me, would you play the Mystic? The
1: one thing i will say about mystic and if you're not familiar with the class this wasn't clear based on my explanation but because of the side limit when you start this character you would not have access to all of these features because you wouldn't be able to spend enough side points to use them but even still at level one when you take like the order of the immortal mystic you still have several disciplines to choose from and use at any one point and that still gives you a lot of flexibility on your abilities and a bit too much power so no as it stands right now i would not play the mystic that being said, I love the idea of the Mind Powers, and if you scroll through this 26-page document of this class, you will see some real gems in there. There are plenty of other orders to look at, so when they refine this thing down, I think this is going to be a badass class that I absolutely want to play.
0: Well, needless to say, they have a lot of work to do on that. That, that is game-breaking. Not even trying to be funny. That There's a lot of stuff on there that absolutely demolishes your game. It looks like we're driving this message home quite frequently as of late, but please run these builds past your DM. Work with them on balancing your character appropriately before implementing these classes into your home games or any class that's not officially published. It makes for a more fun game.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't consider these classes D&D wiki level broken, but they can sure fundamentally change your games to be a bit less fun. Uh, That being said, let me tell you about some exciting stuff we have coming out of the lab. Number one, if you've ever heard the old wives tale about people using yo-yos as weapons, now that's actually not true, but we've made it true, and we have released a College of Throwing, a yo-yo using bard subclass. It's on D&D Character Lab. It's pay-what-you-want, so you can download it for free. We'd love it if you take a look at it, write a review, and share it with your friends. While you're there, check out our other supplements. Murph's Max Shop, Microbes of Malice, Consequences for Poor PC Resting Choices, Jemay Jr.'s Horde of Horses, and Wombo's Guide to Combos. We've got a lot of stuff that we're writing out there for you guys, and we're having a blast doing it. Number three, our Patreon. On June 1st, we featured our free sample Friday where everyone can experience the lush life of a $5 Patreon donor. With a free episode of our monthly D&D Fight Club, and the character build for our first collab creation deadpool so that is a monk subclass based on deadpool and a fight club episode with our evil characters battling it to the death if you go to our patreon right now you still have access to those for free for just being a listener because we appreciate you guys
0: yeah pretty great stuff i would like to make mention that we're also planning on doing more mailbag episodes in future months so be sure to tweet facebook or email any of your questions our way and we may just answer them on the show well that's it for this week lab rats just remember it doesn't have to be optimized
1: it just has to be fun why do we keep doing vampires
0: i like it i bye. do too
1: yep. bye
0: this has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.